How to fix common WordPress problems. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 276. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. Podcaster Society is open for registration. I'm thrilled with the new members who are joining and the conversations we're having in there. Check it out at podcasterssociety.com. Many of us are running WordPress websites, and you have probably run into a problem at some point. If you have not already, you may at some point in the future. That is, unless your WordPress website is working perfectly now, you keep it updated, and you never change anything about it. But because there are a lot of pieces put together to make our websites, it is always possible that something could break. Almost whatever you're working with, there's some possibility of something going wrong and breaking, and that is possible with WordPress. There are certain things you can do to help prevent that, like choosing good plugins, good hosting, not overloading your website with plugins and all sorts of functionality that you don't really need, and just being smart about how you work with your website and your security with your website and maintaining regular backups. But when a problem happens, It can be that moment of panic. You're thinking, oh no, my website's down. My website's down. What do I do? There are thousands of people who want to visit my website and it's down right now. They can't even see it. It's loading slowly. It's crashing. Some errors happening, whatever it might be. I know that place. I've been there many times before and I'll be honest, it's at my own making that I've been there because I dig into the code. I'll change things myself. I'll make my own WordPress themes for myself. Some of that stuff, I've broken my own website many times before, and I can look at something and realize, oh yeah, I forgot this thing right there, or I made that mistake. You may not be digging into the code, or maybe you are. Maybe you're tweaking the code, your theme, or you're installing a new plugin or a new uh, theme for your site, or you're working with something else and something about your website breaks. Sometimes there's an error message, sometimes there isn't. So I'm going to give you several ways that you can fix common WordPress problems. If you want to follow along in the show notes for episode 276, then go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash WordPress problems. First, you need to know some common WordPress troubleshooting steps. I've covered these previously in episode 226, which you can get in the show notes for this episode. And I mentioned 11 WordPress troubleshooting tips. I'll review those again briefly for you. Number one, backup. Extremely important that you have backups of your site. And before you start trying to fix stuff, backup then. Because you could break something in your process to try to fix something that you also might have broken. Number two, consider hiring help. Early on in the process, maybe you don't know what you're doing. You may save a lot of time by hiring someone else to help you. If you need someone to help you, please contact me and I can connect you with someone who might be able to help you with your WordPress website. Number three, trace the problem logically and linearly. Think, when I did this, it broke, so maybe you can undo that thing you did. 
or trace things through linearly to try and figure out if this is messing up, it's connected to this, which is connected to this, which is connected to this. I know some of that may not be very obvious with the plugins and stuff that you're running on your website, but do it as much as possible for you. Number four, test with incognito and other browsers. The reason why I recommend this is that some things may not look the same to you as they do to everyone else. You could test in a different browser, and that is certainly an important thing to do if you're having weird layout issues, but that kind of browser compatibility thing is mostly a moot point right now because the browsers are all running modern technologies, and as long as you're not using an old version of Internet Explorer, most likely what you're seeing in your browser is what you would see in other browsers. There are a few exceptions to this, but it is possible. However, what's more likely to happen is that you're seeing something because you're logged into your website and you have your browser caching stuff locally, but your visitors aren't logged into your site, so they'll see something different. An easy way to test that is do an incognito window or a private browsing window. It's called different things by different browsers, but now all of the major browsers support this. It's a new window that's not logged into anything. It has no history, no cookies, no cache saved to it. So it is as if you went to a brand new computer that's never, ever visited your website before and you visit your website. It's a great way to test things because then you get to see how does my site look or function to someone who's not logged in And then you don't have to actually log out and try and manually clear your cache and that kind of thing. It's much faster to do an incognito or private browsing window. That's number four. Number five, revert changes. If you made a change and something broke, try to revert to a previous version or undo that change you made. Number six, deactivate WordPress plugins. This is the big one. Often it could be Maybe a glitch in a WordPress plugin, an incompatibility, bad coding, something like that. And an easy way to diagnose that is to deactivate that WordPress plugin that you installed or activated or updated, or to simply go through all of your plugins, deactivate them, and then activate them one at a time to try and find the culprit. Recently inside of Podcaster Society, two of our members were having similar problems with their podcast RSS feeds on their site. And with the help of Blueberry, we worked through this and discovered a particular plugin that was causing some conflicts with the latest version of another plugin. And when we disabled that particular plugin, everything worked. So that plugin was the culprit. So we were then able to go to the developer of that plugin and say, hey, this is what happens. This is what we see. These are the possible conflicts that might be happening. And it was all related to that plugin. I'll mention more about deactivating WordPress plugins in a moment because there's something else important you need to know about that. Number seven WordPress troubleshooting tip is try a different WordPress theme. A lot of themes have a lot more functionality coded into them than merely the exterior look of your site. So some of that functionality is basically a WordPress plugin that's inside your theme, and that could be conflicting with something else. So try a default theme, such as one of the 20-something themes that come by default when you install WordPress, like 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, and so on. It's going to be something like that, and that's spelled out, not the numbers. Try that default theme to see if that fixes the problem. Number eight, optimize performance and clear the caches. 
Your website could be running slowly, so you may need some help to ensure that it runs more quickly by using some caching plugin or optimizing certain aspects of your website. You may also be having a caching problem where you expect something to be updated, but it's not updated, and you've already put in performance with your website, so you need to clear the cache so that everyone on the public side gets that, and maybe some functionality could be tied in with that caching as well. Number nine, ask your web host. Many times your web host can point you in the right direction or say, oh yeah, it's this PHP file or here's the error you're getting or anything like that, that then can help guide you in generally the right direction. Don't expect your web hosting company to fix it for you unless you have managed WordPress hosting like from WP Engine, which is a company I like and recommend for managed WordPress hosting. It's expensive, but it's worth it if you need that extra level of management and performance. Number 10, tighten security. There might be some kind of backdoor, an outdated plugin, a bad password, something like that that's allowed someone to get onto the site, put some malicious code in there, or some kind of security hole that's causing a problem. I've run into this before with my websites where I was getting a brute force attack on my login page and some other PHP things, and It was seriously slowing down my site, but once I tightened that security, the site started functioning as it should. And number 11, if you've tried everything and at the beginning you thought, I don't want to hire help, you've tried everything and it still doesn't work, the number 11, hire help. These are the most common WordPress troubleshooting steps, and these can apply to almost any of the other common problems you'll face with your WordPress website. But there are some other specific things you should do for specific problems you may face on your site, and I'll share more of those in a moment. Of these troubleshooting tips, the most commonly successful steps are to clear or disable any kind of caching on your website. And remember, you may have multiple layers of cache, your WordPress plugin cache, your server-side cache from your web hosting company, and maybe some kind of exterior cache like a CDN or a cloud flare or something like that. That's one commonly successful step. And the other commonly successful step is deactivating plugins and tracing it to which plugin is the main problem. Those two things will probably help you with, I would just guess, maybe 90% of the problems you may face with your site. Now, moving on to more specific common WordPress problems. I highly recommend that you review the official common WordPress errors resources that are provided from the WordPress team. This is a great resource and I have a link to it on the site. And instead of my addressing each of these issues in my own show notes, I want you to look over at this page on the wordpress.org site because it has a lot of great information, but I'll walk you through it in this podcast. The first thing that they address is the white screen of death or WSOD. This is when you load most commonly the front end of your website. That's what the public sees and you get nothing but a blank page. You get no errors, no HTML even if you view the source. It's a completely blank white page. You may sometimes even get this when you're accessing the back end. That's when you're logged in and going through the admin panel of your site. But this white screen of death is a big problem because it doesn't tell you anything about what could be causing the problem. In the official page that I'm using as a resource here, they recommend two things, a plugin or a theme. 
It could be that you installed a plugin that has some bad code. It could be the theme has some bad code in it. There could be different things going on in the background, such as you run out of memory, you have a PHP error, or some kind of other major server-side error that's preventing the site from rendering any code at all. Depending on how your server is configured, you may get an error message, or the error message may export to a particular log, and you can ask your web hosting company about that. And in the official documentation, the WordPress team does also recommend the WP debug feature that often provides additional information. And they also suggest checking your PHP errors for more information. Those PHP errors can then point you in the general direction. Even if you don't understand what the error is, you could search for it on the internet, or you could maybe see the file name that's causing that error. And you don't have to know what's going on, but you may be able to know, oh yeah, I recognize that. That's the plugin I just installed or updated, or that's a theme I recently switched to or anything like that. I've caused my own share of white screen of death problems and I've experienced them as well. And it's usually that kind of thing, some kind of back-end server PHP problem. The next issue they address in the official documentation is an internal server error, sometimes called an error 500. This is, as its name implies, a server problem, and it's something more server-related and not so much plugin-related. Although a plugin or a theme could cause some problems, it might more likely be a corruption in your .htaccess file, in your Nginx coding, a memory or a RAM limit on your server, something else like that. So, Look into these things. You might need to get your web host to give you some more help, but go back to those common troubleshooting steps and you might be able to diagnose this. Another common problem is error establishing database connection. This is an error message that you'll receive. And if you receive it every single time you visit your site, then there is a constant problem. There may be a problem in the configuration for your WordPress website, like the wrong database name, username, password, host. But if you haven't changed that, then you shouldn't expect that to be a problem. There could be many other things that could be related to a database connection problem. It could be poor performance on your server, where the MySQL, which is the database software, is running fine, your server's running fine, your website's running fine, but something on the server on your website or someone else's website on the server, if you're on shared hosting, is causing a spike in resource usage on the server. And when all of the resources are dedicated to a different task, then those resources may not be available for important other tasks like accessing your MySQL database. So it could be a problem in PHP that's creating some infinite loop or another problem. And that's causing then the MySQL error message. Or it could be a problem with the MySQL server. Again, ask your web host or your web developer, look in those error logs, go through those common troubleshooting steps to try and figure that out. There are some rare cases where it could be that your site was hacked in some way, but that's very unlikely. The WordPress documentation also covers a failed auto upgrade. And this is when you go to the updates section of your WordPress site and you press update on a plugin, a theme, or WordPress itself, 
something about that fails. Maybe you get a blank screen. Maybe you get a warning. Maybe you get a PHP error message. Maybe there's something else. First of all, if it's a premium plugin, make sure you have properly activated that plugin's license and that you have an active license with that plugin. So you, if it's a subscription thing, like my own social subscribe and follow icons plugin, when you buy that, you're subscribed to receive automatic updates in the future. But if you don't maintain that subscription, if you cancel those annual payments, then you don't continue to receive those updates. As long as you keep an active subscription, you receive updates. That's the way it is for many other plugins, where if you cancel your subscription, you can still use the plugin. You just can't update it to any future versions if there are compatibility issues or anything like that, new features that you want and such. So that's one thing. If you're working with a premium plugin and it fails to upgrade, check that. Another common thing is a permissions problem. And this does get a bit technical with the file and folder permissions on your site, but it is where essentially the process that's running the upgrade doesn't have permission to replace the files that are on your server. It's kind of like if you're trying to check your email address through someone else's email account. It just doesn't have the permission to do that. And that could be the problem that you're running into on your site. There, depending on the way that you're running your website, you basically need to reset those file permissions. You could ask your web host for that. You might be able to do that through FTP or through SSH. And you need to set those permissions in the way that they're supposed to be. You don't have to worry about your entire WordPress installation. It could be one portion of your WordPress site, like maybe a particular plugin. And it's often related to how you installed WordPress or installed that plugin or theme in the first place. For example, if I upload something through FTP to my own website because of the way my server is configured, and then I go to update that later, the update process can't update it because a different user is running the update process than the user who uploaded it in the first place or created those files. It can get even more complicated than that, especially with Linux permissions codes and such, but you can find easy documentation either from your web hosting company or by searching for it, how to fix those file permissions. There are other occasional times when the plugin has some kind of conflict that is preventing it from being installed in the first place. And that might be where you need to go to the plugin developer and say, I can't install this. Every time I try to, it tells me this error message. Try to be as helpful as possible when you're reporting problems to developers or your web hosting company. Give them as many details and please be patient with them, especially as they ask more questions because they need to know. So tell them what you tried. Tell them what the error is. Tell them what changes you've done. Try to be as thorough and detailed as possible so they can help you. The next thing the WordPress documentation covers is connection timed out. This may be an error message you receive, but it could also be related to the performance of your website. Connection timeout is essentially when the website is trying to do more than your server can manage. And it keeps trying and trying and trying and stuff is either loading really slowly and it gives up. Or the stuff just doesn't load at all and it gives up after some certain amount of time. That's why it's timed out. There's a timeout sequence that might be 30 seconds, 
60 seconds, 90 seconds, 15 seconds. The amount of time doesn't really matter. What matters is something is taking more time than it should, and your website just gave up trying. WordPress recommends that you deactivate your plugin, switch to the default theme, increase your memory limit inside of the wpconfig.php file, or increase the maximum execution time in your PHP settings, which could be the php.ini file if you're on Apache, or it could be something else if you're on Nginx. This is one of those things, again, where you might need to contact your host. This could also be related to a caching or some other performance issue on your site that you're running a lot of processes, a lot more things than you should be running. And there could be an offending plugin or maybe simply by activating some level of caching on your site, not as many processes are running. So your website isn't asking for more resources than your server can provide. Another problem WordPress addresses is the maintenance mode screen that you may see following an upgrade. You'll see a message that may say something like briefly unavailable for scheduled maintenance. Check back in a minute. When WordPress updates, it puts this little file in your FTP folders and it sends everyone to there while it does this upgrade because it can't upgrade while people are accessing your site. This shouldn't stay there for very long, but there are certain times when that file and that function may still be pointing people to that message when you have already finished your upgrades. Now, if you just seconds ago finished some kind of upgrade on your site and you're still seeing this message, give it at least another minute or so. If you still have problems after that, then what WordPress recommends is that you log into your website using your FTP program, or you could also use your control panel or SSH, any way that you can get to the WordPress folder for your site. And you'll see in there a file that is named .maintenance. Delete that file. Then give it another little bit of time, maybe 30 seconds or so, and you should be back to normal. And there's more information on that link in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash WordPress problems. Another issue they address is you make changes and nothing happens. Now, their recommendation here, I feel, is incomplete. They recommend that you clear your browser cache, which another way to do that is to use an incognito window. You don't have to worry about learning how to clear your browser's cache you could try an incognito window or private browsing window or any whatever it's called in your browser and then see, did your change actually get published or is it still missing? But the browser cache may not be the only cache that's a problem. The browser cache is your browser looks at things and it saves a copy to some extent of the information that it sees And it doesn't update that copy unless it's told to do so or unless that information is cleared out. That's why an incognito window or private browsing window can be really helpful because it has no history and no cache to it. But this is a local cache. It may not be the true problem. There could be other problems where when you make a change, like you publish something, you change something about your theme or plugin or some functionality and nothing seems to be happening. Then you might need to look at your plugin cache or some kind of other cache that's on your site. This could be something like WP Supercache, W3 Total Cache, WP Rocket, something like that. That's your 
site cache system. There could also be some kind of server cache going on. Like SiteGround, one of my new favorite shared web hosting providers, does have a server-side cache that you can activate. And there are other tools you can use that are much more advanced that implement server-side caching, like Varnish and other things like that. That might need to be cleared. And there could be some kind of external cache or a CDN, like Cloudflare or something else, that may need to be cleared And it's caching your site and causing some issues. So if you make changes and nothing updates on your site on the public side, and you've tried incognito, you've tried it logged in and logged out, it could be a caching problem and you need to clear that cache. The other common error that WordPress addresses is a 404 error, commonly called a page not found. And this could be that you visit a URL and it's something like myawesomepodcast.com slash page name. And that doesn't work. Maybe your homepage works fine, but you click on things and they don't load. Maybe your images don't load. It could be custom post types aren't loading as well. This is often related to the permalinks. One easy way to fix this is you could go into your WordPress settings, go to the permalinks, and simply resave the permalinks. I've seen that fix a lot of problems before with clicking on things and getting 404 errors. So that should be your first thing to do if you've already cleared your cache. There could be other problems with some of the backend stuff like certain rewrite rules and HT access or Nginx configuration and certain things like that. There, you simply need to make sure that WordPress is installed correctly and you may need to contact your host with your certain situation. There's also the possibility that there could be a typo in your URL if you keep clicking on a certain link and you get that 404 page. So double check that URL to make sure it's spelled correctly and you've entered everything the way it needs to be. And it has the slashes, the dots, the symbols, and all of that where they are supposed to be, both in the link you make and on the page you land on. Because sometimes there could be an issue where the link is cleaned up in some way that breaks it in certain ways. The WordPress documentation also goes over some specific error message like PHP errors, such as cannot modify header information, headers already sent, called undefined function, allowed memory size exhausted, maximum execution time exceeded, and other such things and parsing errors and other database errors and such that you may run into. And I'm not going to get into these deep, deep specific errors, but do check them out. And I've got the link to that WordPress documentation that covers common WordPress errors in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash WordPress problems. There are some other problems that you may run into related to your WordPress website that the WordPress team has not specifically addressed. And these may be more specific to us as podcasters and based on the plugins that we typically use and the ways that we run our sites. What you may run into, and this may seem like a bug or just a really big annoyance, is that numbers are appended to URLs or the slug or URL that you're trying to use is already taken. These both may have the same root cause. That could be related to the nature of slugs inside of WordPress. 
a slug is a section of a URL. It's usually after the domain and usually between slashes, or at least after one slash. For example, the audacity to podcast.com slash this hyphen is hyphen a hyphen slug slash. That last part there is the slug. This is a slug with the hyphens inside of it. Or if I say the audacity to podcast.com slash the messengers, then that part, the messengers, is the slug. The full thing is the URL. WordPress makes a slug for most content, your pages, your posts, your products, pretty link, and other content from custom post types, as well as taxonomy. That would be your tags, categories, and some other taxonomy for custom post types. You may not always see the URLs or even know these URLs exist, but the slug is taken for certain URLs or for certain references to pieces of content on your site. With very few exceptions, these slugs must be unique. Thus, if you have two items with the same name, WordPress will usually append a number to the slug to prevent duplicates. So you may have one page that's called podcast, then you create another page and it's podcast hyphen two or something like that. I've created a blog post previously where I talked about how you could use the slash podcast URL when you have PowerPress installed because PowerPress by default uses the slash podcast URL. So if you try to create a page or a category or something like that after installing PowerPress, then you'll see that that page or category or whatever it is will end up with podcast hyphen two instead of simply podcast. So I have some workaround information in there. I have that link in the show notes at the audacity to podcast.com slash WordPress problems. It's essentially that you create that page post, whatever it is that's using that slug first then you activate PowerPress. So you may need to deactivate PowerPress when you create that page and then reactivate it. To avoid duplicate slugs, you may need to check your pages, posts, categories, tags, and other plugins to delete or rename anything that's already using that slug. For example, if you have a category called a podcast, I really recommend that you change that category name to something else like podcast hyphen episodes or audio hyphen podcast or video hyphen podcast, something like that. So it's not just podcast. And then that name podcast can be used for something else that's more important than the category slug. Some URL creating plugins, such as one of my favorites, Pretty Link Pro, may be more sensitive to pre-existing slugs. With the current version at this time, there is some code out there that you can put into the plugin to make it ignore pre-existing slugs in case it's giving you this warning. There's a beta version that is fixing this and making it much better at ensuring that there truly isn't a duplicate instead of giving you all of these false positives. With one of these URL creating plugins, I discovered and reported a bug that was really weird. You may run into this if you run a beta version of a plugin, or you may not. Maybe the problem is fixed by now. But what happened in my case was that it would not allow a new slug to end with anything that was the same as another slug. For example, you would not be able to make slash my podcast feed because slash feed was already used. And I ended that slug I wanted to create with the same word, feed. That may be fixed by now. 
but it was one of those really weird things that was driving me nuts until I found out why that was happening. I know this doesn't address every single problem that you could have on your WordPress website, and it may not even address the problem you might be currently facing, but this will give you a good starting point. The biggest thing is to go back to those troubleshooting steps and remember to clear your cache and try deactivating plugins or switching to the default theme. That can usually help you find the problem right there because it might be one of those themes or plugins that you installed that's causing the problem and then try to help the developers fix that problem. Give them as much information as possible. If you have found a solution to a particular WordPress problem you faced and maybe it was a not so common solution or not so common problem, please comment on the show notes for this episode number 276 at theaudacitypodcast.com slash WordPress problems. I may not be able to help you with problems if you comment there and ask for help for your specific problems. Email me if you need a referral to someone else who could fix the problem for you uh, with some paid consulting work and such. I don't provide that kind of service myself anymore, but primarily I want to hear from you what have been some of your solutions that you found, and that can be really helpful to other people. Maybe it was a specific plugin. Maybe it was a weird error you were receiving from your site. Share those. Help the community as well. That's at theaudacitypodcast.com slash WordPress problems. Special thanks to Sleep With Silk, who left a kind five-star review for the Audacity to Podcast in iTunes, and they're at sleepwithsilk.com. They said, talking about me, His information has assisted us greatly to improve our Sleep With Silk podcasts. Daniel's tips have allowed us to create better podcasts to help our stressed and sleepless listeners to relax and fall asleep easier to nature sounds, calming voices, background noise, and binaural beats. He is also enthusiastic and engaging, so he won't put you to sleep like our podcasts will. Thank you very much for that kind review, Sleep With Silk. Although I would say, if any episode is going to put someone to sleep, this episode might be that one that put you to sleep. I really appreciate these iTunes reviews because it helps me know how I'm doing with the podcast, especially since I can't correspond as much through email anymore since I'm focusing so much on Podcaster Society. The reviews in iTunes really encourage me and they help other people choose to listen to the podcast and encourage them to find their solutions as well. So if you'd like to leave a review, then I have the link to that at theaudacitypodcast.com. And if you want your own podcast reviews emailed to you automatically on a regular basis from all 155 iTunes stores, plus other podcast apps and directories that support reviews, then sign up for a premium plan that's only $5 a month, or it's even less if you pay by the year, over at mypodcastreviews.com. I have three announcements for you. First, thank you for your patience while I was absent from the podcast. Some unfortunate things happened. I got sick, then there was a death in my extended family, and we went to support the family. We're all doing okay now, but we needed that time, and I really appreciate your patience with me as no content was put out. And special thanks to John Buchanis from AudioEditingSolutions.com for putting that little episode and announcement out there for me to just let you know what was happening and that I would be on an indefinite hiatus. Number two announcement, I'm really excited about this, is the Messenger's documentary about podcasting is really coming along quite nicely. I'm getting to meet the team very soon and 
I may even appear in the messengers, who knows, but it's this fantastic documentary where they are talking to the podcasters. This isn't like the East Coast bubble or the West Coast comedy bubble or wherever you want to call the top name podcasters. Yes, this has some top name podcasters as well as some little guys. And this is really about celebrating podcasting because as podcasters, we are messengers. And that's why this title is so great, The Messengers. And they need our help to support the documentary. They have an Indiegogo campaign at this time. And right now, at the day of this recording, I see that they are 42% toward their goal. Please consider supporting them. I've gone over and supported them and sponsored the messengers in what way that I could right now. And I really suggest that you do too. To get to that, Click on the link in the show notes for this episode or go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash the messengers, and that will take you to their site where you can support them. And then after they've reached their funding and the documentary is out, then that URL will take you to the documentary where you will be able to view that, purchase it, do whatever you need to to get that. And the third and final announcement is Podcaster Society is open. This is now my number one focus in business. I've stopped offering consulting. I do fewer email question and answers than before because I really want to focus on this community of podcasters. They're not learning how to podcast. They're learning how to improve their podcasts. And I love working with them, talking with them, helping them with their problems. We get some one-on-one in the community. We get some group discussions. We have weekly webinars, exclusive discounts on podcasting resources and gear and other things. It's all focused on helping you to improve your podcast. So if you're out there trying to think, how do I start a podcast? Then Podcaster Society isn't for you. But if you've already launched your podcast, And you're thinking, okay, great, I got the attention, I got new and noteworthy, I got mentioned in other blog, whatever it is, it's after that honeymoon period. And now you're thinking, how do I get better at this? How do I grow my audience? How do I monetize this? How do I reach my audience better? How do I make my podcast better for my audience? How do I connect better? How do I build these relationships and foster these relationships that I have with my audience? How do I network with other podcasters? How do I get more guests? Or how do I become a guest better for other podcasts? All kinds of areas like that, as well as some of the technical areas, like how do you get your volume levels consistent in your podcast? How do you upgrade certain things to make your workflow better? How can you speed up the process for you? Both technical and practical and mindset ideas and more It's all inside of Podcaster Society, helping you to improve your podcast cornerstones. That's your content, your presentation, your production, your promotion, and your profit. Profit is not only money. It's also what your audience profits from your podcast. That's what we help you do in Podcaster Society, and I'm thrilled with the community that is already there and growing, and I'd love to see you in the community as well. Go to podcastersociety.com to check it out and sign up, and I hope to see you inside the society. Once again, if you want the links and information for this episode, then go to the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash WordPress problems and comment there with your own solutions to strange WordPress problems that you've faced and try to help this community as well with your own experience. And if this episode has helped you in some way, 
then please consider sharing the episode by clicking on any of those sharing buttons to share it out to Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, anything like that. That's all at theaudacitypodcast.com slash WordPress problems. Once again, to remind you of those announcements, thank you for your patience. Please support the messengers at theaudacitypodcast.com slash the messengers and check out Podcasters Society at podcasterssociety.com. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitypodcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.